legends like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin. Like this guy here. His name is Fagan. Harrison Fagan. Welcome back into the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am joined, as always, by Harrison Fagan. Harrison, we're recording this on a Friday. It is 3.12 my time. It is good lounge time hours. Happy hour, baby. Let's go. Yeah, is this the first, like, socially acceptable hour that you've ever drank, like, on a midday pod with me? Yes. This is... This is I think it's got to be, because, I mean, obviously, you know, you, you've... You've drank a few times when we've recorded late night pods. What? You know, it's like just a, not not to let huh? people too far behind the curtain here, but that that's certainly something that has happened over the course I don't know of our how relationship. How much further behind the curtain we can go? <laughs> yeah, you know, but like I mean, this is you know usually on the midday pods you're good. Like you you wait and you're like, no, I'm going to do this sober, and your takes are a lot easier to deal with because of it. But so I'm excited for today. We're going to talk about trades. You're going to get super irresponsible. You know, let's do it. <laughs> I look if I got super irresponsible off of half a glass of wine, then <laughs> I'd have been fired given how much I've drank in other situations before. Anthony, so. it's an entire. I just saw you. You made like it's like three shot glasses you brought back in here. I'm. I actually have. I'm wearing a uh, a beer helmet, right? Oh yeah, one of the uh, one of <laughs> the camelbacks for, for beer. Yeah, and it's like on your head. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like beer though, so it's not it's not going to be beer. All right. So today on the uh, today on the show, we have actually a lot to get to. We have an update that isn't an update about Anthony Davis. We have <laughs> we have. A uh, trade season is kicking off, and the Lakers are, have been connected to, by my count, one, two, three, four, and like four and a half players uh, so far that the Lakers have been connected to. We'll even we'll even dock the 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 other half of one because Reddish is now off of the list. So well, there are like maybe I mean he he could get traded again. We don't know. Maybe the Knicks <laughs> the Knicks were like, oh, Lakers are offering two second round picks. We got to get in on this. You know, let's just get him. We could get those second round no, picks. Had he gone to OKC, I would say, like, yeah, there's a chance that they would say, you know what? Screw this. Give me the picks. Maybe there's a guy that they really like from OKC, and they're just yeah. trying to basically, like, stockpile second round picks to make an mm -hmm. offer for it. You know, Knicks, just light years ahead. <laughs> the New York picks. They're, like, tired. <laughs> Future first round picks and Kevin Knox wired two second round picks. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we are going to go through all of those names. So by my count, Jeremy Grant, Miles Turner, we are going to talk a little bit about Cam Reddish, uh, Gary Trent Jr., and kind of sort of Josh Hart. We aren't going to go as deep into Josh Hart as the other guys because it hasn't been as widely reported. I, it hasn't reported been reported at all. by a real reporter yet. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You, you think that hurts me, but it doesn't. I'm not. Every time people say, like, you call me a reporter, that's the, that's the, if you want a response out of me on Twitter, call me a reporter, call me a journalist. And the things that I, that's what I respond the quickest to to tell you, no, I am not those things. You really should not have given me the ammo. <laughs> that was a mistake. <laughs> 
I was wondering why you were smiling so widely while I was saying yeah, this no, thing. you just yeah, you just loaded the clip for like for weeks now that I'm a, I'm going to get content out of this. We are also going to discuss the players who might be on their way out uh, based on some of these reports. So Taylor Horton Tucker is going to be a name that we talk about uh, and some of the difficulties in trying to trade him. DeAndre Jordan, Kent Bazemore. Uh, it was reported earlier this week that the Lakers do not want to include picks alongside them to get rid of their contracts. Um, I, it was weird. I, I saw some people consider that bad news, but that's good news. That's a good thing because they could just waive those guys. And it means that the Lakers um, are not so desperate to save money that they are willing to include second round picks to avoid spending uh, dead money. So I thought that was good news that they are not going to include uh, picks to trade those guys. We're going to talk about Russell Westbrook and break our own rules here. Um, is that is that just us suing each other? Yeah, I don't know if you're allowed to sue yourself. Well, like, no, I'd sue you and you'd sue me for the yeah, exact same amount of money. Yeah, I'd file a suit and we'd both be suing each other for breaching <laughs> contract. I get, yeah, no, because people can sue each other over breach of yeah. contract. So, yeah, that's a thing. We could definitely do this. It's it, who who between us is is so petty that they would sue for one extra dollar. I feel like it would be me. I'm just, <laughs> just being real. I think I think I'm a little pettier. You'd you'd send me like I would just like write you a note like, hey man, you owe me a hundred bucks, and that would be my official lawsuit paper. And you would send me this entire long document, no knowing that I wouldn't read it. And at the very bottom of it, it would say, you owe me a hundred dollars and ninety nine cents. I'd just go all the way up to one hundred one. Ooh, yeah, man, that's that's a that's an extreme level of petty. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so that's going to be the entirety of the show. We do have to talk about the actual news of the day. And, you know, it's not really news. It's kind of news. Depends on, on where you're standing, I guess. But Frank Vogel was asked about Anthony Davis, said that, uh, you know, he was going to be or he is going to be reevaluated earlier, early next week. So, you know, whether that's Monday, Tuesday, whatever. Um, instead of either today or tomorrow, which would have been the actual official four week date that we were, uh, that they had mentioned before. Um, I guess it's because of the way injuries have gone so far this year and the way that the Lakers specifically have handled injury information over the years, uh, that I, that I, you know, I got that report and I said, huh, here we go again. We're doing this again, buddy. Hop right back on that horse. And we're just going to get non-update after non-update for the next two weeks until AD is actually back. So I would say that the difference, uh, the reason that uh, number one, like I would not freak out if I were you, which I know that that's antithetical. You know, you freak out over it. Like that's in your nature, um, especially when you're drunk on the air at three, at 3 PM in the <laughs> afternoon. Um, I, I think uh, this is going to be the know, show that Bankoff listens to. Hey, <laughs> You know, we're this really happy with the numbers that Anthony has been putting together there on the feed. Let's check this thing. What? He's doing what? <laughs> oh, just wait till he hears the, you know, in like 20 minutes or so when we're talking about fake trades that you made up. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think what the reason I would not jump to that conclusion of like, oh, this is something to freak out about is number one, you know, 
gestures at the state of the world. You know, like AD just may not be able to get in to see a doctor until yeah. like Monday or two. I mean, that is entirely, I don't know, but like that's entirely possible given yeah. kind of everything that is going on, that it just may not be feasible for him to get into a doctor's office to be reevaluated until the Lakers Monday. might I mean, give their players bad benefits. LA's in the yeah. LA's in the middle of a COVID surge. Like uh, hospitals yeah. are canceling elective procedures. Like it just may be a situation where, you know, if they need to get him like, you know, some kind of scan or whatever on his knee like that just may yeah. not be possible until monday mm-hmm. or tuesday also these four these four week timelines are always kind of more of like an estimate than they yeah. are you know expect like, on this exact date because you know pirates uh, of the Gar- caribbean right it's yeah more exactly on for, for evidence of that you know like the or four weeks was actually tomorrow and they gave this update to this non-update but this update today and yeah. the other thing is too this is an entirely different pr staff almost than the one that has been kind of than the ones that were very non-specific about injury updates and things yeah. like that so yeah I, I just for a variety of reasons i would not go that far to where like this is concerning and it's a couple days you know if they were mm-hmm. like well actually we'll have more information for you in two weeks then I'd be like, yeah. oh, no, that's concerning. But if they're yeah. like, well, early next week, then for me, given kind of the state of everything right now, I, I just am not that worked up over it. But watch them be like in two in like four days. They're like, all right, well, in two weeks, we'll have more news. No, it'll be. And it, then it, you can freak out. You have my permission at that point to freak out. If we get an extension of any length after the next four days, I think that's when it's time to worry. Whether well, it's two weeks. Be- an extension, I think, because no, no, no. I meant, you know, I meant, they're not I meant, just going to say he's playing tonight. You no, know? no, no. Like, I meant, I meant like an extension of like, we'll let you guys know in four more days. Oh, or okay. we'll let you guys gotcha. know in like five more days. You know, whatever the number is. Um, that would be a low key sneaky way to just like keep you know kicking the can down the road. It's like no, no, no literally no, hasn't been able to get in yet. We'll just look in another four days. They have an actual can that and and on we're, a treadmill. We're trying to book an appointment. It's just really tough right now. You know. <laughs> <laughs> we i told you we should have gone for the hml like not the ppo i don't know how that works I, I might have that flipped but i'm not freaking out i'm i want to be clear i'm not actually like sitting here chicken littling over this uh like you're talking about there are altogether reason uh, reasonable reasons why this might be the case that they're handling it this way however we can't also ignore the context of the season and know like no, Kendrick Nunn's injury doesn't in any way actually affect Anthony Davis's injury. And no, in no way did LeBron James's injury and the approach to getting him back, will that affect the way, you know, Anthony Davis's injury? But because the season has been so brutal from an injury standpoint, I do, like, I am scarred. I am sitting here and it's been a rough ass season. Like it's just been, it's just been, it's been, it's been tough and, and getting, you know, anything but like decent news where, where it's like, yeah, he's made progress. We think he'll be ready to go in, in another week or two. Like I would have been fine with that as the update, but the non-update update reminds me way too much of, of Kendrick Nunn, where it was like, uh, all right. Do you have any update on on Kendrick Nunn? Well, not really. We'll talk to you guys in another week or two. I was, I was like, all right. They didn't even do that. They just Sweet. blew right past the reevaluation date and then never said anything again. It was yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I guess they did say something. <laughs> Progress. Pro- New PR team. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually does matter. 
Yeah, um, no, I mean, if you're coming at it from that perspective of just, like, everything that has gone wrong possible this season almost has, yeah. so that is why I am freaking out. You know, honestly, fair. I mean, from That's a logical perspective, that makes no sense. No one's But from, like, a fan, you know, lizard brain, like, I am just worked up about everything that's been going on perspective. I, I understand that, you know? Like, we are, you, <laughs> you know, as humans. You just called me lizard brain. <laughs> I appreciate that. I guess I'm the voice uh, no, of the lizard like from, you know, just like, <laughs> you know, we, we are, we are animals too, you know, like mm -hmm. we, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, my, my cat, like when he's begging me for food every morning, he doesn't take into consideration that I have fed him every single morning. Otherwise he's just like, I don't have food right now. What if I never get food again? So for you, it's sort of like, what if I never get Anthony Davis again? What if he's just gone forever? There's mm -hmm. just like, a, maybe you just don't have object permanence and you never develop that. <laughs> So, like, you don't see him on the court. You're like, maybe he's not on the Lakers anymore. I don't know. Yeah. Until he's back out there, I... It's the coolest thing. Um, in those moments between, like, when I check in on Avery's monitor, like, right I before say, I check in on her... what do you do when her... Jen leaves for work? Do you think that she just left you? And then, like, she comes home every day, and you're like, oh, thank God she didn't leave me yet, you know? I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> like... <laughs> like, well, she didn't pack the suitcase, but I'm not sure. Everybody else in the neighborhood and everybody who has ever met Jen and me would say... Holy crap, she didn't leave again. Wow, what a trooper. <laughs> she has quite the streak going right now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, that's that's more, you know, it's this season has just been so tough that I do find myself just kind of jumping to the worst possible conclusions because of this season. And no, hey, and like, it and makes anybody, no sense whatsoever. It, like, it's completely yeah. illogical. But fandom is illogical. It is completely illogical that we would go into any season with, at best, like just, just sheerly mathematical one out of 30 chances of winning a championship and say, this is a smart thing to do, buddy. This is a good way to spend my energy year in, year out. But we do. And, and, well, if and, you're and a Laker, we'll continue. you know, if you're the Lakers, you have like a, I don't know, like a, a little 30 at minimum. I mean, just like I'm it's talking about higher. like there, there's a lot of teams that haven't won titles. So it's higher than one. I'm a Vikings fan. Like Harrison. the Pelicans are never going to win a championship. So like yeah. they're, you know, that already <laughs> lowers your odds. You know what I, I mean? I can't believe you didn't say Grizzlies. I can't like, come oh, on. Oh, that would be so funny. God oh man. <laughs> the Grizzlies might though. Like they're like, this team is really good and they're really young. Like they might, they might at some point. <laughs> um, all right. So let's go ahead and move on though. And, and again, like as, as you guys would expect, as more information comes in here, we'll have you covered on silverscreenroll.com and on this feed with lowdowns um, as as need be. Hopefully not an emergency one of the bad case. Maybe on Monday I'll be able to hop on and the, the, the uh, emergency lowdown will be, hey, he's playing tonight. How about that? Uh, but based on the size of the bracelet he wore the other day, I'm not. I'm not optimistic. Yeah, I. That like, was a I, freaking I mean, just, semi truck on his on his left. Yeah, hand. like you know, just I, I'm not a doctor, but t I would guess he's still at least like a week away or something like that. Just based on that, because usually you don't see a guy in that bulky of a brace play yeah. right away. I'm not saying like there's been some setback or whatever. It just you know they have to reevaluate him and see yeah, where he's it's at. It's basically like Andrew Bynum and Tim Duncan, and that's it. Like yeah. in terms of people who played with that And I think Tim Duncan big. just thought it looked cool. Like he had a Punisher logo on his. Like, I don't know if, that he actually, that was like a functional break. Like he just thought that it looked yeah. cool. It was cool to be a cyborg, I guess. If I remember correctly, Bynum designed his own knee brace or wanted to design his own knee brace. He was like that kind of a nerd. Yeah. Like, being like, Andrew, like Andrew Bynum, that would not surprise me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably a really bad idea. 
might explain why his career ended a little early. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I know better than these doctors. I'm designing my own knee brace. I know what I need. It's like a PC. Right. How different is it? I built PCs and race cars yeah, or like remote control cars. I could build a knee brace. Yeah, it's the same thing. Um, same stakes too, right? Like it's yeah, obviously. <laughs> All right, so let's dive into trade season. And uh, the reason we are doing this is because today, as we are recording this, is the first day that Taylor Horton Tucker can officially be traded. Uh, he 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 signed that extension, and as a result, he had to wait six months before he could be traded. And that's why he wasn't available to be traded back in December when the rest of the league became available, who signed over the summer. Uh, this doesn't mean, by the way, that we think it will. Let's start here. Let's start here with Taylor Horton Tucker. Um, before we dive into the other names that the, the Lakers from other teams that the Lakers have been connected to, let's start with Taylor Horton Tucker and whether you think right now on January 14th, the first day that he could be traded, that he oh, gets moved. Wait, it's isn't January 15th the day that he could be traded, or am I mixing that up? No, ESPN said the 14th, but he's okay. not available on the on the trade machine. So it, it is knows? today or tomorrow. It's either you know, today or tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. So much like uh, yeah, Anthony Davis's knee uh, knee information, it's uh, we'll get it at some point. He'll get moved at some point. Yeah, Tata Davis. You know, it's like. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, so the the do you think he gets moved? Do you think the, the the Lakers have been mediocre enough to say we do have to do something here, and he's the sacrificial lamb? So, I sort of do. So, speaking of logical, illogical, like you know, like re reading the tea leaves and signs and past experiences, brain versus yeah. like logical looking out at the facts. Like you know, like factually, it's kind of hard for me to see just because, like, I'm not sure that these teams out there that like are selling guys necessarily want THC. Like it's hard to know. There hasn't yeah. been a lot of smoke on that front and he's had certainly an up and down season. And, and like, I mean, the Lakers clearly valued him based on the way that they handled him in the Kyle Lowry sweepstakes last year, re-signing him this summer, making him kind of their one, uh, their, their one non-minimum or non, you know, exception addition to yeah. the roster and keeping him, you know, by all accounts over Alex Caruso. So they clearly value him. And that makes me think like, okay, they're not, going to move on from him but we have seen how lebron contenders generally handle young players with mm -hmm. some level of promise when they are trying to acquire veteran help so i you know like logically it's like i don't know that i see it but also based on kind of just like the feeling and like how this team has struggled and how they're gonna really kind of be going all out to try and improve I don't know what the move is. I don't know whatever. Like, I, it, it is hard for me to see it not happening at this point. And, like, hard for me to get behind the idea that it's not going to happen just because it just feels inevitable based on how this season has gone and based on kind of, you know, that they're so desperate, clearly, to make a trade. They realize there are holes on this roster. He hasn't been a perfect fit. Say what you will about the long-term upside. I'm still a believer in Taylor Horton Tucker long-term. But I could also understand why, if they're trying to fix the team right now, that is seen as, uh, you know, his contract is seen as the best avenue to go about doing that. And so, you know, for me, I don't know. I would be kind of surprised if he was still on the roster. Even again, saying all that logically, I'm not sure that I see what the trade is or what they can do mm -hmm. or whatever, but it just feels like they're going to do something and he's really their only avenue to do it. So yeah, I'm kind of like, I I'm assuming he will be traded. <sighs> So I, I thought like, about I don't this. think they'll just like dump him for nothing, but like they're no. clearly going to swing for someone, you know? Well, like, he's the only way they can improve. Exactly. Right? Like, you know, you could say like, 
even myself, in my at my lowest of low moments when it comes to Russell Westbrook, and I think, man, would they just be better off dumping the guy? You can't dump forty million bucks. Like that's impossible to do. And also, I don't think the Lakers would be better if they just got nothing for Russell Westbrook. I think like I think that would actually make them worse. You don't think there's like a max free agent on the buyout market that they can uh, that they can you know give all that money to? <laughs> yeah. Goran Dragic is just like <laughs> he's like I'm ready. It's my time. I apologize for hating Sasha so much. It's Goran time, baby. Man, given given some of the stuff that Sasha's. Uh, sad since retirement. I might have to be Team Goran now, right? Like, I think. I don't want to get into that. It's too hurtful. My, <laughs> my cat is named after Sasha Bujicic. I can't do this. I'm sorry. So I've chosen to ignore all of all of Sasha Bujicic's post retirement. He just ceased to life. exist yeah, he after just, he, he just he left the Lakers <laughs> and was never heard from again. He hit those. He's he he rubbed his eyebrows. He went to go live on a hair. winery and just never tweeted. <laughs> or did any social media ever again? Just he's happy, you know, shooting yeah. buckets and making wine. I bet he could still hop onto a court and be one of the like five best shooters on any court that he walks onto. His last several years in the NBA would say otherwise. No, just shooter, not player. <laughs> shooter, shooter. I don't think he shot that, but we don't. This is yeah. way too far. Of a All tangent. right, so so I I think I think with Talon. The issue that you're running into or that the Lakers are running into with Talon is that you are selling teams on potential, but he's already been paid. And so, yeah, he's like he's sort of like the NBA version of, of an NFT. It's like, wouldn't you like this, like theoretically valuable player? Right. But also he's making 15 million dollars. So yeah. we're paying him like he's valuable already. Right. And so I. You know, I, like 10 million I like, or however he's making 10 he's million, like, right? it's like 10 million. 12, yeah. 10 to 12. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like 9.8, but it jumps up, okay. I think next year. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so, uh, I, with, with Talon, the, those it's, it's, it's like, it's literally unstoppable force, immovable object is what we're talking about here, where the unstoppable force is LeBron James wanting to improve teams at the end of his career while he still has a chance at winning a championship. And the immovable object might be Taylor Horton Tucker. Like, <laughs> well, I think the immovable object is Russell Westbrook. Well, okay. <laughs> that's, that's probably true. Well, I mean. Taylor's movable, okay? It's yeah. not like you're necessarily going to get like a massive upgrade for moving him, but he's movable. Also, yeah. I just realized, I'm sorry. I know you were talking, but I just couldn't stop thinking about non-fungible Taylor. And that's really mean. <laughs> nobody, please, nobody call him that. I realized <laughs> that I accidentally set that up. And I. NFTHT. <laughs> he is very fungible though is the thing um and and so with with Talon, i look at the situation as like you're talking about and you say yeah this is the only way that the lakers can upgrade but those teams that you would be getting wings from like all right sacramento let's just say they get they get way high on on Talon horton tucker and they are way low Tyrese on, on Harrison college Barnes. teammate. You know, maybe they, you know, want to maybe. reunite those guys. Yeah. I mean, if they move, if they move De'Aaron Fox, I think it's it becomes a possibility. Yeah. I think yeah. if they if they move De'Aaron Fox, then it makes more sense for them to take on Taylor Horton Tucker. Um, and in which case, then yeah, like if you can get Harrison Barnes for Taylor and none, and I think you'd still have to include a couple uh, men contracts to to get that work done. And man, 
Barnes is like right on that threshold of players who I would include the 2027 pick for. He's like right there. Um, but still, Ooh, I don't, I don't know. I would not do that based on what I've heard about how Barnes' season has gone. Yeah, I know, I know. But I'd get if the Lakers did it, I would get it. But yeah. I would not be there. I'd be like really I, freaking I think nervous. That we would, I think that would be a move <laughs> where potentially we're in a couple years, like looking at them, like why the hell did you uh, do this? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. He's like right on the threshold. Yeah. Everybody below him on this list is, is I would not include the the like I wouldn't do it for Jeremy Grant. I wouldn't do it for Miles Turner. Oh, that's interesting. You have him above Jeremy Grant on your I, list of I, yeah, desired targets. I, 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 I like Barnes's game a okay. little bit better for the Lakers than Grant's. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think for for you know you look at you look at Grant with the Pistons. They have Cade Cunningham. I don't know how well him and Taylor Horton Tucker fit. You look at Miles Turner with the Pacers, and they aren't going full rebuild. And does Taylor Horton Tucker stop you from going full rebuild? If if you trade, if you swap out Miles Turner for for Talon. Um, we saw with Reddish that the Lakers were didn't want to include Talon. And that makes sense because I don't I I think it's kind of they aren't the same players, but in terms of value, I think it's kind of yeah, that, I mean, based on what we saw of what the Hawks got for Reddish, that's yeah. like, you know, he clearly was not valued. Yeah, very Although highly I, around there's the some, league. Yeah, there's you don't some need to... iffy. There's some iffy context there with with Reddish, where apparently he had told the, the Hawks that he wanted out, and, and it was an Hawks open secret. Moved. But my point is, yeah. is that like he, Talon Horton Tucker, is a more valuable trade asset in that yeah. scenario than Cam Reddish, who has like right. already demanded and, out. And this is one of those situations, by the way, where it actually is beneficial that Talon like, has been paid. Do you think the Lakers paid. are going to get less than Kevin Knox and probably two seconds with, no, based on no, like no. the pick protect? Yeah, I no, I agree with you. I like it, yeah. it, like this is this is uh, like I said, like this is one of those spots where Talon already having been paid actually makes him a more valuable asset than Reddish because. You don't know what some team is going to swoop in and potentially offer the guy. Yeah. Um, Gary Trent Jr. is really close. I wouldn't include the 2027 pick, but like with the Raptors, same kind of like how do Fred Van Vliet and, and Talon fit together? Hypothetically, okay, because uh, Fred can shoot and he is better defensively than his size would indicate. And so you don't need Talon to be as good defensively as he's had to be for the Lakers next to Russ. So the fit there is okay, but it's still a little iffy. Um, and and yeah, Josh Hart, if that is something, like I don't think, like you mentioned this in Slack yesterday, that does, uh, does David Griffin and the Pelicans organization want another experience with clutch, especially while everything is going on with Zion Williamson. Yeah. Like, do they want to take on two clutch clients for Josh Hart on top of the Zion, all headache. The Zion drama when they were yeah. like super weird about getting off of Lonzo for like, not yeah. really, you know, Anything. easy to tell reasons, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, I, Talon is, it's going to be really interesting here. He is their lone movable asset, movable contract. And he does have potential. It's just a matter of how well can you convince another team that that potential fits in, A, with your timeline, because that's the issue that he has here with these Lakers, and B, how likely it is that he actually meets that potential. And both of those questions, I think, are really difficult to answer. I think it's sneaky possible that Detroit is higher on him than maybe some people might think that again, this is, there's no reporting in this, whatever. It's just like yeah. Troy Weaver was with Oklahoma city all those years when they were kind of drafting like a lot of guys with like really good measurables, you know? Mm -hmm. And if there's one thing that you can say about THT so far in Absolutely. his career, he has incredible measurables. Like they, he, 
OKC during that time really liked taking bets on, you know, Wingspan. incredible athletes, incredible, you know, like physically length. imposing like length. Yeah. And THT has that in abundance for with his wingspan and all of that. And so maybe there's, you know, since they're not really going anywhere, maybe Grant wants out, you know, may, or maybe Grant is ready to go somewhere else and they're or they're ready to move on and try and, you know, see what they can get for him before he's extension eligible or whatever this offseason. You know, I, I think like I could see that one making more sense than maybe people are giving it credit for. But yeah, I mean, for anybody more curious about what THT is going to get, like I know Christian, I'm curious to read. Christian has a piece coming in in a little bit on, you know, like possible, he's like talked to a bunch of our team bloggers and like our fellow mm -hmm. kind of like site managers at different, these sites around the NBA. Like, what would you do for give up for THT? Would you be willing to do these trade packages? Let's make something work. So like, I'm curious to read that because yeah, I mean, I think that it is going to be one of these things where, you know, it only takes one team to be really high on THT's long-term potential and yeah. talk themselves into, okay, he's better for the direction that we are going, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's dive into some of the names that the Lakers have been connected to as tar in terms of targets. Um, we'll start not in terms of there's no rhyme or reason to this as per usual with these shows, but um, Jeremy Grant is first on my list here. And uh, as in this... the best possible trade target. Oh, my God. I just said it, Harrison. I just <laughs> said there's. No... <laughs> so... But uh, no, the best possible trade target is uh, anybody you can get for Russ. But moving on with Jer with Jeremy, <laughs> it's too mean. Can you get a five dollar foot long? No, the co the contracts don't even match. All right, uh, Jeremy Grant, Detroit Piston. He went to Denver and had a pretty solid run and was able to leverage that run into a very nice deal with Detroit. Um, asked for more responsibility as as uh, a result of that deal in Detroit and has not performed particularly well with more creative responsibilities and like and, really and, well last year and then this year not so much yeah but but look I don't think it's a coincidence that the guy looked his absolute best when he was playing next to Jokic like everybody does Everybody looks incredible next to, to Jokic. Well, he looked good next to Jokic, but you got to under, like, he was a fringe all-star candidate last year in Detroit early on in the season. Yeah. He, yeah, he, I mean, he flashed. He, he could do more than Denver was asking him to do. Oh, for sure. But the I question just is, like, does he want to go back to doing less with the Lakers? Because, you know, if he wanted more responsibilities on a team with yeah. LeBron, Russ, and AD, he's not getting more responsibilities than he had in Denver. You know, like, well, but like sometimes you find out sometimes the market tells you you shouldn't have expected more responsibilities, you know, like, you know, ask any ask the, the actress who was uh, the lead actress in Eternals, you know, you go from you go from, uh, you know, being a, a complete side character in Captain Marvel. And then you're asked to carry a movie in Eternals. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't go very well. I did not expect that analogy at all, but wow. But it works. <laughs> I actually liked it more than you is the funny thing. I just, I knew you were going to react to that joke. Yeah, I really did not enjoy that movie at all. I had like, I, I had a friend uh, tell me that they liked it more than Shang-Chi and like. Uh, That's it, craziness. Friendship is almost over. You know, it's on the rocks. <laughs> Do I know this person just so that I know to cut that person off too? Maybe. I don't know. All I don't right. know if you know this person. All right. All right. We'll, we'll talk about it after. Um, but so, so 
Grant is an interesting one. I think of the the pieces that the Lakers could get back, he I think clearly has the highest upside. I think, yeah, you know, because we've seen him play well in playoffs next to Jokic, uh, I, I and 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 in a very similar role to what the Lakers would be asking him to do. Now the issue is he's not really a three. So you would be asking LeBron to go from, hey, you've really enjoyed center to, hey, can you go back and play small forward? Um, that makes it a little tricky. It does kind of get the Lakers back to bigger, stronger, faster because he's a bigger wing and, and he is very strong. He's very athletic. Uh, so I think they'll, they would enjoy getting that part of their identity back. Uh, it, it's just like you said earlier, like we've said earlier, can you convince Detroit on THT? But how do you feel about Grant as a fit on this Lakers team? Yeah, so I'm going to preface this by saying I have not watched an incredible amount of Detroit Pistons basketball. I just know that, like, early on last year, he was seen as a guy that had kind of outperformed, you know, what many thought that he could do when he was in Denver. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, theoretically, I really like his fit on this team for a lot of the reasons that you kind of mentioned in terms of, you know— somewhat proven playoff performer. He was really good during their run to the Western Conference Finals. He's a guy that we've seen kind of can, you know, fulfill this role. And, you know, I know that you said he's not really a wing, but he can still guard wings, I think, is my kind of, you know, understanding. And, I mean, he was he was guarding LeBron during that series uh, a good chunk of the time. And so, yeah. like, I think that having a guy like that where you don't need LeBron to guard every single good wing in the playoffs or you don't need to have AD do it for some of the minutes or whatever, or you can have him do it for less minutes, you can have LeBron. LeBron do it for less minutes, you know, I think having a guy like that is sort of the goal. And as much as the Lakers wanted THT to be that guy this year, he just kind of hasn't been. And I don't see that changing by the playoffs. Maybe down no. the line, he's like this defensive stopper, whatever. I think he's been okay at times on defense, but he's not going to be a wing stopper in mm -hmm. the playoffs by any stretch of the imagination. And so I, I like Grant just a lot from that perspective in terms of giving you a bigger body that can kind of match up on some guys and, you know, give you that defense you know, give you some three point shooting again. We got to see what he looks like when he comes back from this like hand injury, hand wrist, you know, ligament injury and things. So like, that's a little concerning, but you know, if anything, maybe that helps the Lakers get him because maybe it drives the price down around the league a little bit. I mean, I don't think so because he's kind of seen, I think pretty widely is the best name available. So the bidding might go pretty high for him. And, maybe. you know, in that case, you're really relying on Detroit, really liking Taylor Horton Tucker as opposed to, other potential pieces that they could get. But yeah, I mean, I, I really like Grant. I don't know how feasible it is, but I like him. Would you include the pick for him? I feel like that's kind of the barometer here. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's the, I feel like that winds up being, all right, how serious are you about said player that the Lakers might acquire? I think I would. But basically, because I think if you're the Lakers, you have to continue to go all in on this season because there's no there's no easy fix for this. Like this is the team, you know, for the next two yeah. years, at least. And you kind of have to go all in on it until Westbrook's contract expires. And I think he allows you to do that. So I think it's worth it, even if I can understand why some people would be squeamish. Like he's just on the other side of the threshold for me. Like he's the last guy I probably wouldn't do it for, and Barnes is the first guy I I I maybe do it for. See, I'd be the other way. Okay. Yeah. Why is it because of Barnes not being able to make three pointers in that final series? Uh, well, I mean, as funny as it would be to see Golden State use the scheme that teams used on them on when they had <laughs> Harrison Barnes against Harrison Barnes. Yeah. Um. You know, I just like I I like 
Um, Barnes has not been that great this year and, yeah. you know, just by the numbers and stuff like that. And I know like our, our colleague, Christian Rivas, uh, of Sacktown royalty, longtime Kings fan, uh, was telling us <laughs> that Barnes has been real stinky for most of the year. And yeah. maybe some of that gets fixed, you know, when he comes to a contending Lakers team, but I wouldn't necessarily bet a first round pick on it. Whereas like Jeremy Grant is younger and I think just kind of like a, you know, like I, I'd be more comfortable betting on him. And, you know, at least you still have a guy that like could still kind of help you bridge that gap to the next era that might still be improving, could maybe do a little bit more as some of these guys start to decline to help them kind of, you know, stave that off where I, I think that we've, we've seen the last of Harrison Barnes in a high usage role, you know, or like doing a little bit more than what he's being asked to do in Sacramento. Yeah. I, well, I don't care how either of these guys would handle high usage situations. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. I like none of that really matters to me. And look, the question. So if you move the 2027 pick for anybody here, you have to ask how well does this player fit with Anthony Davis moving forward? Like that, that's the hundred million dollar question here, because if they fit well, and if he can, if that player can be, you know, a second best player, or maybe like, you know, if you get the right player, after LeBron and after Russ's contract runs out to, to either be the second best or ideally speaking, because I don't think Anthony Davis can be your best player. Um, if you can get a, a player who shifts Davis back to being your second best player and Grant back to being your third best player, then that 2027 pick doesn't really hurt very much because yeah. at that, at that stage you have three really good. Yeah. I mean, the Lakers are, will already have Luca by that point. So I'm not that worried about it. <laughs> Luke or Giannis, who would you prefer? Uh, you know, why not both? Why why there limit ourselves, you know? <laughs> We're gonna trade uh Jeremy Grant for for Giannis. <laughs> yeah, and then Luca's gonna come in free agency. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So and then Zion do... is going to take a buyout from the Knicks to chase a ring with the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, he might just enter free agency as soon as he can possibly do it and take a minimum with the Lakers. Yeah, maybe. I, think, I mean, yeah, he seems to really want to be in a big market. Like, yeah, yeah. right. Um, <laughs> I was going to make not. A, I was going to make which again goes back to you know callback reference to uh, you know teams I never I think will probably never win a title at least you know with their current ownership. Group. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Uh, all right, next next player up on this list is Miles Turner, and this is an interesting one because the Lakers came out and had quite a bit of success and kind of redeveloped their identity as a small team with LeBron at center. And uh, apparently Miles would really like to be in LA. Uh, that's that's a, not a particularly well-kept secret um, out there. Have any and, real reporters put that out there or that's just like your I said, sources? It's the exact same entertainment sources. Okay. And we saw how well that worked out. So. Okay. Um, but so, you know, Turner is another guy he's so Grant and Barnes to this point, both make a shade over $20 million. Um, if you look at, uh, miles Turner's contract, I believe he is at, yeah, he's at $18 million. Um, so all of these guys are gettable for Taylor Horton Tucker and none like contract wise. And then it just becomes whether or not you include that 2027 pick to ensure that you get one of these guys. Um, Turner's super interesting because, uh, let's say AD's knee, you know, doesn't quite come back 
as as you would hope it does. Let's just say that it so like the reason I would be interested in Turner is this is somebody who again immediately shifts you back to bigger, stronger, faster because Turner and Davis in the front court defensively and LeBron at small forward is is pretty damn daunting. Like I don't I don't know how you really score on that. And I'm I'm no Frank Vogel with his like literal two cents in in this uh pie of of discourse in uh Lakers decision makers would probably of all of the players that we're talking about I I wouldn't surprise me to find out he would prefer Turner over all of them. Um he, he has coached Miles Turner and spoke glowingly about him earlier yeah. this year when asked about him. He's a tremendous talent, Turner. Yeah. I've I've always really liked him. I'm kind of biased because he went to UT, but but uh I've always really liked Turner's game. And I think he's somebody who, again, could provide insurance just in case with Anthony Davis, because we saw last year that, you know, Davis didn't really recover from the injury that he was dealing with then. And it was another short off season this year. So it's not a guarantee. I would probably bet that he does recover in time for the postseason and, and maybe regain some of what people would like to see from Davis. But just in case you do have Turner that you can go to and you don't have to rely solely on LeBron as your as your five. So I like that angle of this. And then, you know, Turner and Davis as a pairing moving forward, I think I I think it's clunky if you don't have LeBron, but I do think you'll be able to flip one of those two guys for more than you can flip for any of the other guys on this list. I think you'll be able to flip Turner down the road for more than Grant, more than Trent more than heart or even more than uh, reddish. Well, especially more than reddish uh, down the road. Okay, so that last part is an interesting argument, actually. And the the reason, uh, everything that you said about Turner in terms of like his defensive fit, you know, they, it would be snug and great and it would make you really imposing at the rim and all those things. I don't know that I'm making a trade like thinking about, you know, maybe AD is not going to be 100% healthy this yeah. year. I think the Lakers are probably going to prioritize assuming he's healthy oh, unless yeah. they know something really concerning. So that part is not that persuasive to me. Uh, and the reason that I'd be hesitant on Turner like if the Lakers didn't have Russ, I'd be all in. You know, I was yeah. all, like last year, I didn't think there was any chance they were going to get Turner. But when they were connected to him, I was like, oh, my God, like that would yeah. be insane, you know, yep. because it solves kind of all of your, you know, rotating heads of center issues where you just have this guy that's kind of perfect to play next to AD on yep. these LeBron teams with some shooters and all that stuff around them with Russ. I don't know. I just think that that's too little spacing. You know, I know yeah. that like sometimes spacing talk is overrated and all of that stuff, but you know, a, a Turner, yes. Can he shoot threes? Is he willing to? Absolutely. He's like, I believe a 35% career three point shooter. I think he's around there this year as well. Teams are not going out and face guarding miles Turner to at the expense of like cutting off LeBron's drives to the rim. You know what yeah. I mean? They're just going to let him shoot. Well, there's almost and nobody on the face of the planet that a team is going to choose defending them over LeBron driving. For sure. But Jeremy Grant, you know, career like 40 plus percent three point shooter. I'm a lot mm -hmm. more confident in making those looks than I am in Turner, who's like, you know, teams are just going to completely sag off of. They're like not going to respect the shot to go and play, you know, more defense at the rim, pack the paint, all of that stuff. Whereas with Grant, they're at least going to think about it for a second, you know, because he's yeah. going to he's going to have a couple games where he gets hot. He makes you pay like he has that reputation as a shooter. You know, I, I just think that it would be 
spacing death for the Lakers offense to, you know, not that, you know, it, it couldn't be worse than playing DeAndre Jordan at center or like Dwight <laughs> Howard or these kinds yeah, of things in terms sure. of spacing issues or whatever. But in terms of, you know, another guy that's going to get 30 plus minutes a game, you're trying to make this work offensively around like around those four for the majority of the time. I, I just don't think that I love the fit because I don't, th- I just don't think that you can make that work with Russ. The other thing I'll add about... You have about... to go all the way small at this point. You just have to. There's yeah, just... I, I just don't think that you can play uh, that traditional big with Russ on the floor. It's just like yeah, it's death fair. to your offense. Although I don't, I don't consider Turner your traditional big. Like he's traditionally sized, but... Yeah, yeah. He, you know, he is... A, he's he not is... a good enough shooter where it's going... Where the distinction is going to matter. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I would also say with Turner that he has some of that AD to him where he wants to play a certain way that he isn't actually equipped to play, you know? And uh, do you want two of those on the same roster? I'm, I've, I've pulled my hair out a little bit. Uh, what you're with, saying with is team one. chemistry would be through the roof or we would have a civil war between those two and LeBron and Russ? Well, the key would just be like, hey, you guys are both playing four and a half. Neither of you are the five. You guys are both playing the no, power they forward got, and a they half. No, they tell LeBron he's still the five so that he still gets, like, all the love from the national media that LeBron, yeah. like, for starting at center. AD's the three, so he's thrilled. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Turner's the four. And then there you, you could, go. You could remake the— Russ uh, is the, the shooting guard, so no one remake, can, like, say that he's not playing, like, a pure point guard anymore. And then, yeah, like, Malik Monk's the point guard. If we if they, if they the Lakers do trade for Miles Turner, can we name that front court two and a half centers? Like instead of two and a half men, can we can we do it? You could try. I don't not your best, but you know, not your worst either. <laughs> I don't think this is catching on like courtside Karen. I don't yeah, think that one's no. I don't think that one's taken off. All right. Uh, not really much to add on Reddish, although, you know, over the week I did say that I think this kind of potentially helps set a market. I've come down from that a little bit because of the circumstances. It's just such a weird situation. Yeah. yeah, like with him demanding out and that being and a Atlanta just being secret. like we have to like it's it, yeah. it's like you know it's like someone just like it's like the analogy that you made about the kids in the car. Like you can only say I'm turning around this thing, yeah. you know, so many times before. Like at that point, they're like, you can't keep saying we're going to trade someone yeah. and like not do it. And this was the easiest guy to be like, no, 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 we're kicking him. He was the problem. Now you guys go figure it out. It, it, it does seem like that's a pretty easy sell to those players. Like, I don't yeah. think very many Hawks were like, oh man. Oh no, man. Not what Cam are we going to do without Cam? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, another really quick hitter here, uh, DeAndre Jordan and Bazemore. The fact that they, uh, they being the Lakers, do not want to just, uh, you know, send out second rounders, even those hypothetical second rounders that never convey um, to get rid of these guys. I thought that was some really good news to see. I thought, I thought I was really nervous that at some point the Lakers would attach an asset, one of their very few assets, to save like. Would it be like five million dollars in luxury taxes or, or six million dollars? It would be a little more. Like it, I think, wasn't it? Didn't they say it was like close to nine million that they saved well, by so trading if you add, Rondo? So if you add, so basically, the 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 simple math. Here, I guess and it I know depends it's, on which player they add to replace them and like what level of experience well, they have. It's it has to do with yeah that has so basically if you want to know how to do the simple math on this, multiply their contract by three and then add their actual contract to it. And that's the rough estimate of what the Lakers would be saving there. So, like, 
That was for way DeAndre... too much math for me to do. So I'm just going to address the report. I thought that the funniest <laughs> part of this was there were people in our mentions when this report went out that yeah. were like, they're like, why would they use a first round pick to like get on? And like, that would be the funniest report if we got like the Lakers are shopping their 2027 20, first to get off of DeAndre Jordan and Kent Bazemore. I think you might literally die. <laughs> You might have like a... literally collapsed at that point and just been like, I can't do this. Dude, Going this back to a... Men's Warehouse. I can't <laughs> I can't podcast about this stupid team anymore. Uh, men's Warehouse can't afford me. They went bankrupt. Um, but so they <laughs> but, but but when they for... went to court, they liked mm-hmm. the way they looked. They guaranteed it. <laughs> they looked snazzy. They in paid that their lawyers courthouse. suits. What's funny is uh their their CEO, whose name I, I forget right now, I don't want to get it wrong. Um famously underdressed like he's a hippie who just came up with an interesting funny. business plan on on suits and stuff yeah really interesting guy i have a really like maybe we aren't gonna have time in this episode but i have a good story time on that guy um all right so let's uh let's wrap up here i don't want to i don't want to do the rust thing again i don't want to talk yeah, no, about like the only other note that i had on like the picks and like i if they're gonna do that you know i'm not that uh, if it's that or keep those guys around for the rest of the season, I would not be like that upset if they attached to a second round pick. Now I am not a Laker scout who at some point they're just going to start shredding all their scouting reports. Like if the team yeah. keeps throwing away second round picks for no real reason, but yeah. if they, if it's that or like keep them, because I don't think that they're going to just cut them. I think mm-hmm. that seems unlikely. So if it's that or just keep that, like if they attach a future second to move off of DeAndre Jordan so that they can get an NBA player in, I, you know, I know everybody loves assets and whatever and like, you know, asset counting and wants to be their own like little mini Danny Ainge on Twitter. But I this just a really not, good subtweet. I mean, it's bad because I know you're talking about me, but it's a really yeah. good subtweet. I, I'm not I'm not that way. I think Bazemore, I don't think that they'll necessarily have to attach a second. I think some team will like talk themselves into him. Yeah. Um, you know, being able to rehab his value there if they can get him for free. Uh, well, I think but, that's the I think Baze would be the quote unquote asset there that you're attaching to DeAndre Jordan <laughs> to get rid of both of their contracts. I think that no, I swear to God, I think that's actually I'm sure how that's that how Rob Polinka's trying to sell it. I'm yeah. not sure that other teams are gonna be like, Oh, what oh well, you'll give us Kent oh, Bazemore too. Well, then this is a great move. Like other teams have the internet and know yeah. that Kent Bazemore is not playing and that he's not a real asset that the Lakers are offering them. Yep. All right. Uh, I guess we, we didn't mention Gary Trent Jr. He's kind of a dark horse candidate here for yeah. me. I wouldn't include the, the 2027 first for him. He's too small Only in my if opinion. you can guarantee that he's going to shoot like he does against the Lakers when he's in a Laker uniform. If he shoots like that every game, then I think you got to include yeah. the 2027 first. It's only fair. You I'd, know? Also, I'd also like to add he has one of the coolest games to watch, in my opinion, like just would be an a ab- great fit on this team. Absolute freaking bucket, like six four, like a thick six four, um, decent defender uh, with a cool hairdo, like the the dread that kind of hangs over his forehead. I think is a really good look that uh, obviously neither of us will ever be able to pull off. But uh, I, I I find his game really fun to watch, and um, I the one thing that terrifies just me here a demoralizing on- shooter. Like when oh he's my the God. guy that's open and it's going, I don't know if this is just us watching the Lakers the last couple of years and seeing yeah. what he did to them when he was with the Blazers. Yeah. But like, that was the one guy in that Portland series where it's like, wait, does he have like 30 now? You know, yeah. like tonight, does I want to put a body Seven on? threes? What? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, no. And then, and then he's like, he's one of those guys also that the ball just seems to find and yeah. he's open. And as he catches it, your stomach just sinks. Cause he's already made six. 
and this next one isn't touching the rim. Like this the, one is the irony just going of the Lakers sending the out THT to the Raptors for Gary Trent Jr. while not being willing to include him for Kyle Lowry is kind of hilarious, though. <laughs> that would be a, although would again, be a I, like I, just as a, I'm sorry, a quick tangent on the yeah. Lowry. Everybody keeps bringing that up as like you uh-huh. know. I know that I brought it up earlier. You know, as a it's an asset management thing. But when people you know like are like, oh well, the Lakers, you know, they weren't willing to give him up for Kyle Lowry. You know, we know that Rob Palenka back channels on these things, and mm-hmm. you know, based on how quickly free agency went, I don't know that he didn't kind of you know send out some feelers and be like and hear that you know you know Kyle Lowry's headed to Miami no matter what. So Yeah, I mean I, I guess the one the one thing I would say there is that the Lakers would have had his bird rights and could have paid him more. And that would have yeah, kept him. maybe but, but I mean we also know how reticent they have been to spend. So maybe they don't spend yeah, a what bird extra. rights mean that doesn't mean you keep the guy. Sometimes you let them go to hey, Chicago. In in it with the Lakers, we hate everything Larry Bird, okay? Like that's <laughs> That is a great way to sell it. They just, they were like, we cannot sign to, I will not let you sign multiple players using something called Larry Bird rights. Okay. <laughs> what franchise do you think this is? Um, all right. Of all of the guys that we talked about here, and like a really quick thing with Hart, because again, like, you know, I've only heard it kind of whispered here and there, and it hasn't been widely reported by, you know, the more trusted. And I am not like, I will never ever. You're the only journalist that I trust. <laughs> I will never put myself on a level with like anybody. I'm I'm like a I'm a step above Arya. Like that's a, that's that's what I'll say. Is that that's fair? That's about where I'd put you. Yeah, I'm a step. You mean, know, Arya's gotten a couple right, so I don't know. He honestly has a few over you. I mean, if you, I mean, if, he was very wrong on the Kawhi thing, but he did stock Dwight Howard's hotel and get that one right. So I don't know. <laughs> And all, all these uh, reporters are like, I'm oh, wow, this, without this the like young go-getter that's like hanging around hotels, like tweeting about USC, what players are walking in. This USC's is a normal thing. newspaper wrote a Let's thing about him and everything. Yeah. Um, all right. I don't want to talk about him anymore because this right now is is plug for a freaking Arya Anthony Irwin. But Josh Hart. Uh, we talked about earlier about the 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 clutch dynamic and how un uh, how reluctant we think Griffin and uh, that ownership group is going to be to 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 get involved with that all over again. But if you're looking at things that the Lakers need, a really solid wing rebounder, knockdown three pointers, solid defender, like he is, you know, kind of the exact. He's basically what the Lakers are hoping Taylor Horton Tucker grows into with I less creative them to chops. Keep- so you don't have to sell me on Josh Hart. I wanted them to yeah. keep, you can go back, check my right, check no, my too. podcasting from the time. I wanted them to keep Josh Hart over Coos. They valued Coos more. Yeah. And, you know, maybe, maybe they ended up kind of being right. I don't know if they ended yeah, up being where those guys flip. are. I think I'd say it's a close flip. to each other yeah. probably. Um, but I, like, I, I, I think the Lakers win a championship with Hart in the same way that they win a championship with Kuz. Yeah. That's not changing. I, I just, I'm a big fan of Josh Hart's game. I think that he would definitely help this team. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. you don't, you don't have to sell me on it. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go if they can get Josh Hart, you know, back. All right. So I'm going to rank them so that you get time to think about this. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going, I'm going grant one. And we didn't talk about Barnes because he hasn't come up yet. But Grant one, Turner one A. Like I don't have him even as two. We did talk I... about Barnes. We talked about him. We debated him versus Grant. Yeah. Oh, did we? Yeah. We okay. Did. All right. So then I would go Barnes. Drunk. <laughs> Goodness. 
<laughs> Look, I'm about to go see my in-laws, so you can't you can't blame me. Justified. Um, so I it would go. <laughs> that was a solid save. Kick save interview. Um, so, <laughs> so Barnes, I would have number one. Grant number two. Turner two A. Uh, Trent three. No, Hart three. Trent four. Is is how I would how I would order those. So for this team, not likeliest who you prefer the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would go. Sorry, I'm scrolling back through the list of names just to make sure that I have everybody right. But so I would go Grant, and then I would go. I guess I'd go Barnes. Mm-hmm. And then probably Trent, and then Hart, and then Turner. Just because I just don't think that you can. Yeah. I like Turner. Turner is better than a lot of those guys that I listed. I just don't think that he makes any sense for this team. Likely, like who do you think is the likeliest on that list? Don't rank them. Just your likeliest one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm thinking it's between it's between Trent or Grant would be my like most like just because I think just like in, in terms again this is no reporting whatever I just think like those guys have the right combination of making sense while seeming gettable mm-hmm. you know where like Barnes you know I just don't know that like the Lakers and Kings are doing a deal and you know there's hey, like, the Lakers, all, like I don't know that win. Barnes has been good enough that the Lakers are going to go all out for him and yeah so I I, I guess Trent and uh Trent and you know Grant would you stop sending out the Ori clip if it meant getting Barnes? Ooh, that the the, the Lakers could maybe, yeah, they, maybe they could make some. No, we will get our blog boys to chill out. You yeah. know, they're like never ever send that clip. They will stop making fun of you for making fun of Russ. <laughs> you know, for missing the same amount of shots as you've missed the playoffs the last <laughs> like two decades. It's literally two decades, I think. Yeah. Like the irony <laughs> of the Kings 20. making fun of a player for having a cold shooting night was not, again, I think all this stuff is funny. I think the NBA is lame for like policing yeah. it. Like, all, but it's like, it was if, stupid. You can, if you could talk shit, like people can talk shit back to you. Yeah. And like the Kings kind of set themselves up with that one a little bit, you know? Yeah. Do you think, do you think Doug Christie got shivers seeing the, like hearing cold as ice? Cause those playoff series with Doug Christie. <laughs> he's standing there on the sideline like, guys don't play that he's like oh man i won that award so many times <laughs> <laughs> Damn. for my own team they gave it it's to like me they gave me beer after every game they're like oh it's as cold as you here's my here's my hot take here i actually think turner is the likeliest one wow mm-hmm. okay well, I think Turner I, is the likeliest one because we have seen the Lakers bet on talent time and time and time and time again. And he's the most talented player. Maybe on they list. make it work. I, I just, often, I'm not saying I that they like, can't yeah. get there offensively. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you might be right. You, honestly, you may have just swayed me that it's the likeliest one with that argument, but <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this, they're like Google, they're like cheers. Googling how many all-star votes did these players get? And <laughs> How do you think they employ somebody to do jersey swaps so they could see who looks best in a jer- Lakers jersey? Like, no, Lakers Twitter does that for free. They don't. Yeah, I guess they that's don't, true. Yeah. yeah, Zane, try yeah, to get they a just cut. Google like so uh, Jeremy Grant Lakers jersey, and they get like twenty options. You know, yeah. <laughs> they have to go through which jersey. Like they have to specify yeah. Lakers City Edition jersey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, do you want? All right. We're at, we're at fifty eight minutes. We usually go a little longer on Friday shows. Do you want the 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 
men's warehouse CEO story, founder story. I mean, I've heard the story, but if you want to give it to the people, all right, you are so absolutely welcome. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get his name, warehouse founder. <laughs> all right, so his name is George Zimmer. Okay. Okay. Um, I wanted to get his, I wanted to get his name right um, to to make sure that we do this because his name matters later in the story. So we. They used to they used to throw these these big banquets, end of year banquets, at um, the old oh my god! It was a nice hotel out in downtown LA, and they did it every year. It was an every year thing, and this was something that George like specifically said, "I don't care if I have to pay for it out of my own pocket. This is something that we're putting on for our employer em, employees every single year." And I was at Men's Warehouse for three years, so I went to three of them. My very first one that I ever went to, I'm standing there at the bar. And, um, I'm, I'm about to order and this old guy comes up behind me and he puts his hand on my shoulder. And I'm like, that's a little forward. I, there's a whole bunch of people here for like stores throughout the Southland. So there's like, I know maybe 5% of the people, less than 5% yeah. of the people in this room. And this person comes up and he goes, you having a nice time, man. And I'm like, your voice didn't make me feel any better, you know? And, and, um, I go, yeah, I am, sir, but I, I, I just grabbed my beer. I'm going to go. And, uh, so I grabbed a beer for me and I grabbed a beer for Jen. I went back to the table and, um, it, our tables were all sorted by the, uh, store that we worked at. I think I worked at 2731 was the, um, Anaheim Hills, uh, store back then. And so I sit back down and I don't think any more of the story. I just kind of say like, man, that was kind of weird. Some creep at the, at the bar was like super creepy there. And I gave me the, you know, gave me a little chill and everybody kind of laughed or whatever. I had just turned 21. So like you're at that stage of 21 too, where you hand your ID and you're like praying still, even though you're legal that they don't like hand it back to you and say like, dude, is this a fake? Um, so I, I, you know, I, I sit back down. I'm excited to have this Dos Equis. Jen is about to have hers. And uh, they hand out dinner. And we all go, we eat our meal, and we forget all about it. And later on, they say, all right, we would like all of you to, um, you know, please pay attention to the center stage over there. Um, you know, we, we, have, we have some announcements to make. And, and I go, and I go, oh, my God, that's the guy. And my, um, my uh, manager... The store manager was this uh, six seven uh, black dude named Kenny, and he had the deepest, boomingest voice ever. And and I swear, like if he wanted to, he could have given a speech in this giant banquet hall without a mic. It was incredible the way he would. He had this like really deep, booming laugh too. It was great. Um, so I, I say, "Oh my God, that's the guy!" And Kenny goes, "Who?" And I go. That's the guy. That's the guy from the bar. He goes, who? And I go, the guy holding the mic. That's the guy. And he goes, you mean George? And he like yells it in front of a banquet hall. And and George uh, goes, yep, this is me. I am George. He hears Kenny from the other. Yeah. And I and I go, yeah, who's George? And he goes, that's George Zimmer, you dumb MFer. That's the founder of the company. So I realize that I basically cold shouldered the founder of this company. I can't believe I lasted two more years after that. And, well, and yeah, I mean, the, your secret was probably that you were not high level enough for him to like care about firing over this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I also so George, I think eventually was kind of pushed out of the company. He was pretty eccentric. Like the at one point, 
um, they had to tell him, hey, we need you to buy a nicer car because you're going to these meetings in this beat up 67 punch buggy. Uh, and, and it's like, it has, it's, it's like, this guy was worth hundreds of millions of dollars and he's showing up to these meetings in this, in this multicolored punch buggy with like different parts from like, there's, it's a 67 car with like a 69 hood. And it's just like, it was, he was well, a super he knew weird that guy. Once he got out of the suit, they were going to like the way he looked and he guaranteed it. <laughs> once he got out of the car. Yeah. Yeah. It, at that party, like there's a, there's an infamous, I might, I think, I, I think I'm safe to share this, but they rented out the the top floor basically and in each room they put like a shit ton of weed that everybody would so so they would go and they would partake and then they would come downstairs and and i think that's why george was as comfortable as he was at those parties (laughs) we're gonna go now I'm Anthony Irwin. That was Harrison Fagan. We'll talk to you next week.